Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, used cars. Hey everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. It's the podcast where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order, one by one. My name is Rob Carmack and I'm joined here by J.B. Clark. J.B., let me ask you something right off the bat. Your car, used Oh, I bought a car that was older and had more mileage on it than the car I was driving previously when I bought my most recent car. Can I just say I instantly regretted asking you that? That seems like a very personal question. No, I love. I bought a 2007 Chevrolet Silverado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crew cab because I was having a baby. I have two. I, I have a house, and then I have another house. Not because I'm wealthy, because I live <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Well, you do Airbnb with your second house, right? Right. It was basically easier just to not sell it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it costs so little. It co- like, <laughs> I'm not a wealthy man. I always feel self-conscious when I say that because people are like, oh, you got two properties. And I'm like, they're not even like the rent they're paying is so, so affordable. <laughs> it was just like I'd blown out some tires in my Honda Accord hauling concrete or wood or whatever. <laughs> You know, I was it, was it was not unusual to see me driving down the road in a Honda Accord with like just so much wood hanging out of the back of my trunk. Um, and so I got a 2007 Chevrolet Silverado because I don't drive that much distance wise or often wise. And my wife drives an Accord. I mean, a, a, a Prius. So I, was, I didn't feel too bad about it. Uh, it had blacked out rims, blacked out windows. And a neon green Chevy bow tie on the grill. Mm. And I bought it for very cheap. <laughs> and, and I started driving it around town and I thought, I am only ever going to drive Chevy Silverados for the rest of my life. <laughs> this thing is, oh, and it has Flowmasters. It has like the loudest pipes you've ever, ever heard. Yeah. So, and then people started commenting on it. And so I had to make some changes because I didn't want them to think that I'd made the decisions that were my car. <laughs> Like someone paid more for the wheels on my car than I paid for my car. <laughs> you're you're feeling self conscious about other people's opinion about your car. Yeah, I, I spray painted the bow tie and like I still have super. I mean, when I start my truck, it is people notice. Like <laughs> if I would have driven this in high school, like no way I ever snuck out at night. <laughs> <laughs> I have woken April up just like. Uh, she went to bed at eight one night and I was like going to get gas or something. And she like texted me, Hey, did you just leave? Oh, wow. <laughs> and she, our, our bedroom is on the, uh, like the, it, you can't hear anything on that side of the house. And yeah, it's, it's a loud, uh, obnoxious truck, but I love it. It is so comfy. And I, Lowe's is less than a mile from my house. My work is less than a mile from my house. My kids school is less than a mile from my house. So I don't feel that bad about it. Well, when I asked you that, I had no idea what I was getting into. That was a very fruitful answer to, to that know question. No, you can't just ask me a question. I know. And I think, know. like, this will be quick. <laughs> so so this song we're talking about today, JB, the song is, is Used Cars. It is from the 1982 album Nebraska. And Week of Milestones, JB, not only is this the only song in the used, so we're finishing the used, but we're also finishing the album Nebraska. This is our final Nebraska Sure song. are. This That's is it. That's crazy. And we've been waiting for a while to finish Nebraska. Yes, we have. We've been waiting 330 blah, blah, blah episodes. So, well, I mean, like, we haven't done a Nebraska song in a little bit. Yeah, I guess it has. What was the last one? Reason to Believe? Was it, it was the, definitely last year. Or, or it must have been State Trooper. It would have had to be State Trooper. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a little little bit. So, yeah, used cars. This is, this is our final 
Um, final track from Nebraska. I'm gonna miss Nebraska. I really love this album. So we'll, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're th- this is where we are in this podcast. Though we're we're through the T's. We're about to be through the U's. We're I mean, really, W is the last substantial letter we have, and then it's pretty much a, a downhill run from there. Um, I say yeah. no. I say that like there's there's a bunch of Y's, but um, but I mean we're, that's where we're at with it though. We're we're at the end of the alphabet or getting yeah. getting very near it. So um, yeah, final track from Nebraska. So the song. In, in the live history of the song, the song's played live a bunch on the Born in the USA tour in 1984 and 1985. And the reason for that was the Born in the USA tour was kind of also the Nebraska tour because Bruce releases Nebraska in 1982, does not tour on that album, and then later in 1984 releases Born in the USA and then goes on this massive, ar- arguably like career-changing tour. And he he ended up using a lot of the Nebraska content in in addition to the Born in the USA content on that on that tour. Yeah. So this song got played a bunch on that. And the most recent performance of the song was October the 6th, 2008 in, I, there's no way I'm going to pronounce this word correctly. Uh, it's, it's, it's a town in Michigan and I think it's Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti. It starts with Ypsilanti. Is that, yeah. is that right? There's a Sufjan Stevens song about that. Of course there is. Um, and it was on campus at Eastern Michigan University, which 2008, that would have been on, at the, on the latter uh, part of the, the magic tour. So that's you, you just said yes there is like you don't like Sufjan Stevens at all like you like you actively dislike him. I I don't know. I'm I'm not as into Sufjan Stevens as as a lot of people my age are probably supposed to be. But um I don't know. He's I don't know. He he he, he seems to I don't know. It, it seems very on brand that he would have a song named after this this town. I mean, he has a whole album about the state of Michigan, doesn't he? Come, come uh, yeah, greetings from Michigan, and then also come on and fill the Illinois. Right. Uh, so the song is for the widows in paradise, for the fathers in Ypsilanti. Uh, I'm going to text it to you because you need to hear this song. It's beautiful. Also, his newest record, Karen Lowell, is is important. It's an important record. It really is. And that that's I would say that if I wasn't a fan of Sufjan, I, I I fully agree that some of his stuff is pretty weird and hip. But this new record is just mind-blowing well it's not just that it's weird and, and hip it just feels like I, the, the only word i can come up with is it's trying super hard to be precious and you know what i mean like it, it's like he's whispering and he's so like it, I, I don't know it's he's like like the male version of zoe deschanel and like you know what i'm saying like i don't know there, there's a lot mm, of no 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 am i misreading I, I thought that a little i thought that a little bit when i he's he is 100 who he is Absolutely. Well, I don't, I'm not saying he's being inauthentic. I'm just saying like that seems to be the shtick that, or that seems to be sort of like the. the oh image. no, this I'm, guy's a remarkable musician who's who does all uh, all sorts of things. I, I don't doubt his talent. Um, I just, get where you hear. I get where you hear where you would get that, but but that's not the case. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about here. Today. No, you should give him a chance. I sent you a really great song. It's not going to necessarily like quash that belief. But it will think it will make you think, oh, this is a really good song. And then his new record, Carrie Lowell, is is out of this world. Cool. All right. Yeah, send it over to me. I'll I'll add it to the pile. All right. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. It, anyway, that's where that that town is where he most Bruce most recently played the song, which is that's like almost eleven years ago that he played the song live. I can't believe he hasn't played the song since then. You know, like. It's a good song, like it, and it's uh, yeah. It's on a beloved album. I'm very, I, I, you know what? I'm actually kind of surprised in all the full album 
shows he's done since the Working on a Dream Tour. Like, beginning with the Working on a Dream Tour, he started doing a lot of full album shows. Wait, I lost my train of thought because I was trying to put 2008. You were about to say that you're surprised that you haven't heard of, like, the... the, a full the Nebraska full version of Nebraska. Well, yeah. yeah, like because because he's done like so many times. He's done, I think, almost every other album. He's done. He definitely has done Greetings from Asbury Park because I have that in Buffalo. He's done Wildly Innocent. He's, he's done Born to Run a ton. He's done Darkness and Born in the USA a whole bunch, full album all the way through. Obviously, he's done the River like ad, ad nauseum, you know, in, in 2016, and yet like the River, the River has not, or not the River. Oh my gosh, that, Nebraska has never gotten the full album treatment in in his legacy yeah. band days. And I think that's crazy cuz I would I would love I would absolutely love to hear a full band all the way th- not even full band just any sort of iteration of a live version of Bruce in the in the current era doing Nebraska from front to back. I think I just really I want him to release full Nebraska and do 6 months on the road with it. Absolutely, and then and then get back to every the reg, regularly scheduled events. Like you can put out the other record that's already in the can and all that stuff. But like first things first, the next thing we need, full Nebraska, full band tour, six months. I'd be down for that. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, 100%. I'd be down for that. That would be that would be amazing. I would I would love like most of the Nebraska songs I've never heard live because he just doesn't do them a lot. Like I've heard Mansion yeah. on the Hill a bunch or like three times. I've heard Atlantic City. Um, I've heard Reason to Believe once. I want to say that's it. I, I think those are the only three songs from Nebraska that I've seen him do. And that's, I, I love Nebraska. It's such a good record. And I really, really wish I could get a chance to hear like full live versions of all these songs. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's bothering me that he's never done that in all the, in all the full band or full album treatments he's done. Anyway, all that to say, this song is from that album. So let's talk music. Music. I mean, it's, it's Nebraska, so it was recorded on the the four track that he recorded everything. And um, there's guitar picking, there's harmonica, there's some chimes in there. Yeah, the chimes are really nice. Is that is that like a triangle? Or like what what is that? No, it sounds like a small little xylophone. You know. Yeah, yeah, like like a like something you buy at a toy store or something. Like just something you set on your yeah leg. yeah. It does sort of sound like that. Um, which I assume is something that Sufjan Stevens uses in all of his songs. Am I wrong? You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So uh, other otherwise, like it's it's got a good melody. Um, I mean, obviously the production value is what you know. He's doing it at his house in a four track. So um, yeah. what what else do you hear when you when you listen to this? You covered most of it, man. You got the the bells, the xylophone, you got the harmonica, you got the acoustic. It's very bare bones, and it's really sweet sounding in that in that sad way, you know. I, you know, Nebraska song. It's more uh, it's more sentimental the, the than a lot of the, were, Nebraska yeah, content. Less tragic, more sentimental, and the 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 um, xylophone separates it a little bit from the rest of it. Mm. And oh. that is. Uh, that is the music. Yeah. I also, by the way, I just remembered, I, I've seen Johnny 99 one time also live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done that. That's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, it has it has a very similar sound to most of the songs on Nebraska. So then that kind of leaves us with lyrics. So are we ready for that? Let's do it. Okay. So it says, My little sister's in the front seat with an ice cream cone. My ma's in the back seat, sitting all alone, and my, as my pa steers her slow out of the lot, 
for a test drive down on Michigan Avenue. So this is this is a scene through the eyes of a child. His family is going on a test drive to to drive or going to test drive a a car that they're considering purchasing. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's there. The little sister, his ma, his pa. And I, I, I am a little curious about where he is. Because if ma's in the back seat all alone and little sister, is he also in the front seat with little sister? Yeah. Uh, so this is a question that Lori Pierce, uh, one of our patrons and listeners, asks uh, most times that we talk. <laughs> like this <laughs> should be like, this is like the one burning question. <laughs> yeah, it's. We'll go through like this whole deep discussion about anything. And like, but seriously, in used cars, where the hell is he? <laughs> I mean, I, he, he's got to be in the middle seat, right? He's got to be like sitting between his dad and his sister. But why? Well, her, why is mom in the back seat that, alone? Her suggestion is that maybe it was like one of those station wagons with the bench seats in the back. <laughs> maybe, or maybe they had to leave him at the at the dealership because you have to like leave something as collateral in case you like. Uh, away with the yeah, so maybe it was like we will take your firstborn. If you don't return the car yeah. and Bruce's yeah. dad is like, fair enough. Nice knowing you, Bruce. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And, and Bruce has said before, like, this is a very specific memory from his own childhood, which validates Lori's question, which is if this is a memory he has, where is he <laughs> in, the, in the car? <laughs> so, um, yeah, if he remembers it, where, what, like, was he present for it? Yeah, exactly. He has to have been. So, so yeah, the, the opening, the opening, Versus just they're they're pulling out of an auto dealership on a test drive down Michigan Avenue. So then the next verse is now my ma she fingers her wedding band and watches the salesman stare at my old man's hands. He's telling us about the the break he'd give us if he could, but he just can't. Well, if I could could I swear I know just what I'd do. Now, Mister, the day the lottery I win, I ain't ever gonna ride in no used car again. Nope. So so he's he's sort of. And this is sort of interesting, too, because he's describing... This is not the only song where he does this, but he's sort of describing what it means for a child to sort of realize for the first time that their their parents are struggling financially. You know? Yeah. Like, there are limits to, to our resources. Because a lot of times, kids are oblivious to that kind of thing. And there does... In a, lot of, in a lot of situations, there are moments where a kid realizes that, oh, th- there are these limitations that we're, we're having to live within. And and like watching your parents haggle for a car as a kid, like that, I, I can imagine like that, that might be one of those moments, you know, especially, yeah. you know, like she, Ma's like unconsciously sort of like fiddling with her wedding band, which is a signal of like nervousness or anxiety. And she's watching the salesman, you know, like talk to her, talk to his dad and saying, I'm sorry, I can't give you a break, you know, so. Yeah. There's a really interesting picture being painted here. And then, which ends with the pledge of, I'm going to I'm going to win the lottery one day and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a new car. Right. I'm never going to ride in a used car again. That's right. So, I don't know any other thoughts on on the first half of the song? No, nah, you covered it, man. Did a good job. Thank, Con- thank, like thanks. you did a great job. Good job, man. Dude, thanks for the validation. I appreciate that. Yeah. This is why two hearts are better than one. Yeah. Um all right. So all back. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So, uh we'll never mention that again. The teaser over. They're done. So after now the next verse says, now the neighbors come from near and far as we pull up in our brand new used car, which is a funny sentence, right? Like that's, that's sort of, I love it though, because when you pull into town, like in your neighborhood 
and you have the brand new used car, you know, all the kids are like, what? <laughs> does it have this? What's going on? You know, does it have the, if it's the station wagon? Oh, it's bench seats in the back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I even, love that line. even a recently purchased used car feels new to the person that just bought it. You know, like you feel good. Like that's, there's a, Oh, don't I know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's what he's sort of describing here and says, I wish he'd just hit the gas and let out a cry and tell them all they can kiss our asses goodbye. So he has this right. Im- like this this fantasy of, of peeling out of the neighborhood and saying, like, F y'all, we'll see you later, you know, or whatever. Right. And then the the final verse is my dad, he sweat he sweats the same job from morning to from morning to morn. Me, I walk home on the same dirty streets where I was born. Up the block I can hear my little sister in the front seat blowing that horn, that sound echoing all down Michigan Avenue. Now, Mister, the day my number comes in, I ain't ever gonna ride in no used car again. Which I guess you could you could say like that sentence is kind of a chorus. The Mister, the lottery. Yeah, won- I'm not gonna not gonna ride in a used car again. Is the is the chorus? Is the it's the refrain? It's the refrain. But yeah, um, but then you but you also have like the full thought. So that's it, it's like a a mini chorus almost. So yeah, so Bruce yeah. has said that this is like a, a very specific memory of his. Um, and Pat Bruce once said in an interview about the song, he said, my parents loved that song because we had so much car trouble. It was beyond belief. We had some bad cars. I remember my dad had this one car that wouldn't go in reverse, and we constantly had to push it backwards out of parking places. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and that song just kind of popped out. So, like, this is, like, he, he's, like, drawing from very specific memories as he as he puts this song together. Now, what's interesting, yeah. though is he puts the song on Michigan Avenue, which, like, very famously, the, like, the most famous Michigan Avenue is in Chicago, which, I mean, obviously Bruce did not grow up in Chicago. Bruce grew up in no. New Jersey. So there's two possible interpretations of this. One is there there are there are cities in New Jersey, like Atlantic City and Ocean City, New Jersey, both have a Michigan Avenue. So it's possible that the Springsteen family went to one of those places to buy a car, and he's being very specific and, and literal. But it, it's also possible... That he uses the phrase Michigan Avenue because Michigan Avenue is a place of like wealth and status. Like that's a place where wealthy people go to shop. You know what I mean? And so it's possible yeah. that he sort of put this it's possible that he put this song on that street, not because that's where people go to buy used cars, but because he's trying to sort of give sort sort of a whiff of like we think we're sort we think we're being very fancy. Like this 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 car that we're buying makes us feel like 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 a big deal you know what i mean yeah and i i don't know which one it is i it's it's probably just like he just probably liked the the way the words michigan avenue sounded you know it's it's probably neither but it's possible that it's either one of the other interpretations which is the the chicago setting where like we're we're sort of putting on airs or and sort of having this sort of this prideful or this very proud sort of sense of like yeah we we're here to buy a car or like we actually went to atlantic city or ocean city and just bought the car there you know yeah yeah so i don't know that's a that is that is a very small bit of minutia that doesn't necessarily need to mean anything i would imagine that by the time this song came out Bruce had already stopped buying used cars i say that i don't know like Bruce didn't become like a megastar until born in the usa so Probably by the time he I was I would done. say he became a new car star before that, like by this time. I don't he could know. afford a new car and a new guitar by this time. I don't know because like there, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion in in books about him, including his own book, about how like even when they were doing the river, which was just two years before this, there was a lot of like there there were still sort of 
stretched you know like the the resource like they'd never had a, a hit single they'd never really like born to run was a very successful album but then they had to like they kind of lost their momentum because of the loss yeah that's true the band was like looking for work i forgot about that yeah so it's possible that they never like it's possible that bruce and the band never really found financial comfort until born in the usa and um which, which that that kind of makes the song even that that much more like potent right because as he's writing the song yeah. even though he's a very successful musician Maybe he's still, and I'm speculating now, but maybe he's still sort of in that place of like, man, I'd really like to buy a new car, um, yeah, you know, or maybe, I'd, or I'd like to buy my parents a new car at the very least, because that, I mean, that, that's the thing you hear a lot from uh, people who grew up and like with financial struggles, which is not just that they want to get out of it for themselves, but like the dream is like, I'll, I'll buy my parents like a car, or I'll pay, help them pay off their house, or you know, like there, there are these grand dreams that that lots of people have as they pursue success which is like i would really like to like give something to my parents to let let them sort of feel a little bit of uh, like to ease the anxiety that they felt all while we were growing up but he doesn't he's not really doing it for his parents like this is not an outro because he doesn't say when i when i win the lottery my parents are never going to drive a used car he says when i win the lottery i ain't ever going to ride in a used car again so it's it's really more about like i'm going to rise above this he's gonna he's gonna have a shiny new car he's not gonna haggle like that that's right. Over over some junk. Which is which is very similar to a lot of the other songs that Bruce writes about how he watches his father struggle and says, like, I'm I really hope I can rise above this, like Factory, you know, or Independence yeah. Day. And yeah. um which is which is also like that's a real thing that he, he really dealt with. Like um there's I mean, and and attached to that there's some father angst here, which is pretty normal for Bruce at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's he's fantasizing about ha- having a better life than his father had, and that's very on brand for him mm-hmm. at this point in his career. Uh, how many used cars do you give this song? I give it four. Same. I'm also a four. Yeah, yeah. I'm a four. It's uh, like it. you said you said that it's very clear earlier. You said it's very clear that like this is a, a specific memory, and I think that makes it good. I think that makes it great. You know what I mean? Just yeah. that. It, it feels very much like a specific memory. Um, and then the, I like the bells. I like the xylophone. <laughs> it's good. It, it it really fills it out. And it, it does sort of, I don't know. It, it helps set the tone for what this, this song is because the song is because it's such a, a memory. It, it really kind of makes the, the xylophone kind of makes it feel a little more dreamlike. Like, like it's yeah. like a hazy, like a sepia tone memory almost, you know? Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of mansion on the hill because mansion on the hill also is, is drawn from a like specific childhood memory. So it's interesting that at this point in his career, like with the Nebraska content, he's, he's really drawing upon a childhood in, in ways that he really hasn't before. That's what makes Nebraska good. I think is that it, it even when he's being fictional, like there's some specific specificity to it. Yeah. Um, that feels lived. Yeah. And, mm. and I'm, mm. I'm, I'm sure we Amen. could, we could, I'm sure we could wax on a little bit about how it's interesting that he he puts this record out that has to do with like how he's reckoning with his childhood, but it also has to do with angst and despair and sorrow and hope in the midst of all of that and like kind of kind of that last gasp of like like all of life is despair and then like the very next album is the thing that like skyrockets him into megastardom you know like he right. he, he will yeah. never he that will never go back to anymore yeah <laughs> yeah he he will never his feet will never touch the ground again like in terms of just like being a normal ordinary everyday person after yeah. the next album comes out so the next album is the so, thing that changes his life forever so it's good that he got nebraska out of his system before that because everything that comes after that he's struggling to to remember and you could you can make the argument that a lot of what you see on 
Tunnel of Love, Human Touch, and Lucky Town is him kind of reaching back and seeing if any of that stuff is still in there. You know, trying to grab it. Yeah, yeah, and and sometimes he can reach it, and sometimes he can't. But but a lot of a lot of that stuff, specifically the stuff on Lucky Town, is him sort of reckoning with his fame, and like yeah. which, which like the guy the guy who wrote Nebraska or the guy who writes Lucky Town could never just go back in time and write Nebraska again. Like that's over. You know, and so because when he tries to do things that are similar to Nebraska, he can't talk about his own hardship anymore. He has to talk about the hardship of migrant workers and people who cross the like, you know, he has to go looking for those stories elsewhere because he's he's no longer in that stage of life. Right. So anyway. So, yeah, man, straight for us. I, I like the song. I love this album. Nebraska to me is is one of the great Springsteen albums that continues to yeah. be richer the longer I, sp- I spend the, the more time I spend with it. It's beautiful because it is so stripped down and so lived and beautiful. Absolutely. But, and, and that said, I really want to, <laughs> I really want a full band version of, of a lot of these songs. Cause, cause I think 100%, I think there's, there's more to be discovered with these songs. If we, if we were to receive something like that, but yep. um, you know, far be it for me to ask Bruce to do what I want him to do. I, I, I trust Bruce to make the right decision about what, what the next thing he, he's going to do. And but quite frankly, he's been pretty quiet since the Broadway show went up on Netflix, which tells you he's cooking something. He he can't he cannot sit still. He's definitely working. Well, he's got something in the can. Yes. There's a record in the can. Absolutely there is. And the question becomes, why have we not gotten an announcement about when this record is coming out? What is he working on in the meantime? And Because usually when it's been a little while, you can kind of count on some, something coming out of, out of the, the ether because he has been very quiet. Yeah. So... Um, Anyway, all, the, all and, things in due time. Yeah, and what's funny is like by the time this episode comes out, it's possible we will because he tends to just drop that kind of stuff um, randomly. So it's possible by the time this this episode comes out, we'll know things that we don't know at this very moment. You know. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for being with us all the way through the letter U. That was an exciting journey that we just took together, and uh, we will be back later. All right. No, I guess that's that's the end of this week. We'll we'll, we'll be back with you next week with the song Valentine's Day. So get excited about that. Until then, we'll see you later.